Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hello, hello, my friends. I am back and I am married. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud in every time I was giving out like bridal tips from a bride to be and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, I'm married now. That's crazy. It's so weird to think about. I feel so rejuvenated. Um, So nice to take a step away and to kind of like really focus on life and being married and having time. I do apologize that it got a little hectic right before the wedding and there was just things that with work and with preparations for the wedding that took precedence prior to me making podcast episodes, even though popping on the microphone for like 30 minutes or when you guys listen to an episode that's 30 minutes long, sometimes only seems like it takes me a short while, but still from like the editing and promoting it and making sure everything's clear and good to go does take me a couple hours and every moment was so precious. Um, And I definitely before the wedding wanted to sleep and make sure I was getting rest as much as possible because, you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night with the stress of like, oh my gosh, did I do this yet? And I wanted to make sure that I at least had plenty of time to sleep. So I'm back. The podcast is back. I am geared up and ready to talk about so many things self-care. I'm very fixated right now on um, giving out tips for brides and putting up content of my wedding day and putting up um, tips for bachelorette parties and all these different things. One of the girls in my bridal party, Jenna Dietrich, soon to be sewn, is going to be getting married in September. So it's fun for me to be on the bridesmaid side and um, post-wedding as well so I can be there for her in support of her. And I wanted to pop on today specifically because Douglas is actually gone. Sad. Um, Cheer. Yes. So Doug had gotten a call on the Thursday, on the day before our wedding, and was told that there was a mission that he needed to go on with the Navy. So he is off doing that mission just for sake of the public ear and the government. I'm not going to say where, but he is off to do a mission right now. He left on Friday and I'm just kind of relishing in married life and getting back into the swing of things with work. And um, we have this massive home that we have all this DIY work that we need to do and plenty of investments that we're going to have to put into it. So that's going to take a lot of my time. But I've been really relaxing and that's what this podcast is all about, finding luxury in your life by self-caring, right? By finding ways to self-care. And that's why I really wanted to pop on today and talk to you about things that I did pre-wedding, during my wedding, and then post-wedding. And these are all tips that you can take for any stressful thing. It doesn't have to be a wedding day. It can be something that like there's a buildup for something you're doing, whether it's a vacation or whether it's a graduation party you're doing for a child or whether it's your own wedding day. Um, This can be elevated in so many different ways. 
So pre-wedding, I did my best for getting ready before a workday began. So for me, I'm on salary. My work specifically happens all different times of the day. But as you can imagine, planning a wedding or a large event takes a lot of precedence and there's a lot of emails and a lot of confirmations and follow-throughs and follow-ups that you need to do in a timely manner because of the stress of everything getting booked and, and getting done so then the day of you can relax. So what I had done... I made sure that when I would drive Doug to work, I would bring my phone and then I would check some of my emails or whatnot once we would get back from dropping off Doug from work and I would go on a walk with a dog. And I would either, if I needed to, I would make a couple phone calls on that walk. I'd check a couple emails or I would completely no phone. It was just stayed in my fanny pack and I just enjoyed the walk and the peace. And those lasted somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes. And I was back at home feeding the dog, getting my, you know, cup of coffee ready. This was all before 8 a.m. So it was imperative for me to go to sleep at a certain time, if that makes sense too. So one of my final things was at 9 p.m., no matter where I was, whether it was with work or without work, um, that was the absolute latest we were allowed to eat dinner. I preferred it to be 8, but that didn't really happen that much. So sometimes we ate at 8.30, 8.45. A couple nights it was 9 o'clock and I was like, the phone is down. No more emails are answered. No more work is being done. I needed to just relax, decompress and just eat dinner in front of the TV or spend that time with Douglas or, or just sit in our bed and chat through things that needed to happen. So that was super imperative for me. Um, we also were a religious wedding, so I didn't do a first look and I did, um, not sleep with in the same bed as Doug the night before the wedding. So another thing was, is we, um, stayed in a, basically like an Airbnb, but it's a place that my parents rent out to brides. That's right next door to Excelsior, the event venue space. And, just had a cute little slumber party with my girlfriends. The one thing that went awry, I would say with that, because I wouldn't change it or do it differently, but I will say this. Personally, this is just me. I wanted to do a calming like spa experience, getting to know you, bonding, nail getting done moment. So we did this the day before the wedding. We had people come into town. Doug did his bachelor party a day earlier, he did it on Wednesday. I was a Friday bride. So he had groomsmen come in early so they didn't have to spend extra money going anywhere else. This was like the best thing we could have done because they all kind of got a little hungover for Thursday, but they had the whole day to recover before the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner. But they didn't do it the night before the wedding. So people were in town. They were able to do that. My bridal party came into town on Thursday morning. We met. We all got our nails done. Some people got massages. This was all at Lux Salon in Lancaster. Amazing, incredible, great place to go. You can get your hair done there. You can get your nails done. You can get a massage, a facial, like anything you're looking for in Lancaster spa related. It's right downtown. Such a great place to go. Um, and we had got our nails done and stuff and a couple people had to bow out because either they couldn't come in in time or they had um, – they had a, what was it? Chelsea had work to do. She like got blown and bombarded in her inbox with a bunch of work she had to do. So she opted out of getting her nails done, which that was fine. But so that was all set up well. We did our rehearsal. We did our rehearsal dinner. And then at the end of the rehearsal dinner, a couple people just didn't come to that. You know, people that were supposed to come, just a handful, not many. 
But there was always extra food. We did it family style, which I loved. We had all this like family style um, version of everything, which was so incredible to just be able to like actually have a really good meal. We had paella. We had oysters. So many people, half the people there had oysters for the first time that day. And I thought it was so fun um, to be there with some people like I could live on bubbles and oysters, like champagne and oysters or like sparkling wine and oysters. But it was fun to like be there with some of my new family members or friends that had never had them and just kind of like talk them through how it goes and watch them <laughs> deep throat an oyster. <laughs> it was honestly such a treat to um, to share that with them. And we got some really good oysters that night. They were delicious. And then the paella was so good. And then we had beef on a skewer and we had chicken on a skewer and we had broccoli rob and like we had um, a farro little gem salad so it was a lot of protein and good healthy foods but also a lot of food so it was really filling and then if people didn't like the seafood they had the beef with like the chimichurri sauce or the chicken and stuff too so it was a great opportunity for talking about food my dad used to do this all the time it's such a sales tactic if you order tapas style when you're doing a sales meeting that way people have an icebreaker and they talk about the food before um the weird awkward getting to know you questions or um small talk it's a natural small talk starter so I really wanted to make it less formal um and have it more family styled now We had a couple friends in town, which was sad, but we didn't know that they were coming into town until after I had kind of set all this up. And one thing I would have said, people always want to do a welcome party. I personally wanted to party till, you know, I was, my heels came off on my wedding night. You know, I was, I wanted, that was the day I said, I'll be out till the cows come home. But I didn't want to necessarily have that the night before because I didn't want to wake up hungover. This happens a lot. Your friends are all in town. You really want to see them. Like, of course. So our rehearsal dinner, I would say probably kind of ended. It was a three-hour event. And I would say it probably ended more or less like people were able and ready to go an hour before it was over. So what I did was I invited a couple people that were staying at the hotel and brought them over. We only did beer and wine at our rehearsal dinner. This doesn't mean you're cheap. It just means that you're making sure that people aren't getting crazy lit. If people want to go out afterwards, they can. Like that's on them. And there's nothing wrong with that. If they want to do that, they're they're adults and they know how to handle themselves. I just think that it was nice that we just had the option of sparkling champagne, rosé, and um, beer on our wedding night or our rehearsal dinner night. And Doug and I felt a little left out. Douglas and I like really wanted to go see our friends and we we had a couple in town and people were like, let's go out. So we did go to a bar and we said we were going to have one drink and we signed up for that and we looked at each other and we we're like one drink. So what was really cute though and I wouldn't change is the fact that we went out and we said one drink. But what we did was we had that one drink. Neither of us really even finished it. We got to say goodbye to some people. We still left at about 10.30 p.m., I want to say. about It was about 10.30 p.m. Then he walked me back to where we were staying that night, where me and my bridal party were staying. And so he brought me, he took like me to the door and we chatted that we were going to get married the next day and it was really cute and grounding and we kissed each other and it was just adorable I loved every second of it and he went in um into the car and drove home to our house and was able to come home and write um his vows in the vow booklets that I had ordered us 
that we gave as gifts to each other the morning of. So that was really cool because we had the traditional wedding. We had to do traditional, um, do you take this man to be, you know, all that, that I, that I do stuff, but I Douglas take you, you know, all that stuff. It was like the traditional vows, which honestly is okay because I'm a podcaster and I, my vows were really long and Doug's were too. So it was nice that we had these vowels pre-written that we both had in our notes page on our phones, but we were able to switch them off. So we got to spend some time with our friends. We got to, you know, go out with them a little bit. We got to both go to bed and have plenty of time to go to bed um, and and take some time for ourselves. Now, the difference is, is that I said, so some of my friends were still out, right? So they were having a good time, which is totally fine. But they came back then to the place where I was staying and I was already kind of like ready and in bed, but they were being a little loud in the kitchen and it wasn't even bad. Um, but they, you know, they were having a good time, but I knew I needed to rest and I was just tired enough that it didn't even matter that I heard them. Um, but my maid of honor came, came into the bedroom and we had the cutest little powwow in the bed together as she was putting me to sleep. And then I started to fall asleep. She grabbed me a glass of water, patted me on the head and then left and was, we're hanging out with them in the kitchen. And I really did. I passed right out. Um, Doug came back here, like I said, and he, you know, passed right out and then woke up in the morning and felt grounded and alone in our space and like ready for the day. And that being said, it's summer and I wake up with the light for sure. I'm so used to waking up at 6 a.m. with Doug in the morning. So the fact that I got to bed around 11, 1130 when I probably actually passed out, um, I was ready for um, to go to sleep. So I was ready to get up because I slept for a good eight hours. So that is like number one. I, I never negotiate sleep. I talk about this all the time. You must sleep on your wedding night. Your friends are in town. You're going to get to party with them the next day. I will get to some more tips about how you can spend more times with them. But really do yourself the favor and party on your wedding night, not your rehearsal dinner night. That's just my tip. That's just how I felt I needed it to be as a 33, almost 34 year old. Um, so that's what we did. And we still got to have a drink. We went out for an hour and still, you know, got to bed before 11. So when I woke up the morning of, woke up with the sunlight, it was around 6.45. I think it was even earlier than that. I was like, how am I up this early? It was earlier than that. I'm pretty sure I woke up around like 5.50 or 6 o'clock. And I tried to go back to sleep a little bit. But what I did was I spent the first part. I wrote out this paradox process for myself. It's called a persona clear. Um what does Harry Potter say when he like is fighting off the Dementors? I forget what it is. He says like, Inspecta Protonum or something like that. It, it's kind of like that. So you're prepping yourself. Um, you're basically saying, I'm going to show up this way so that everyone else can show up this way in order for the day to go blank or this moment to go blank. So for the duration of the wedding day, I really wanted a lot of different things. I wanted to feel confident, grounded, stunning. I wanted to feel excited. I wanted to feel like I wasn't responsible for anyone else's excitement. I wanted to feel like I didn't have to make any more decisions. I wanted to feel present. I wanted to feel like the yoga version of myself. Um, I wanted, and then from other people, I wanted them to show up the way that I was, you know, grounded, calm, um, ready for the day, excited to celebrate. Um, 
not ju- non-judgmental, you know, like all these things that I knew that I needed to go through. So I went through all those things as I turned on this like beautiful yoga soundtrack that I made for myself. And then um, I said in order to like have the best day of my life, have the best wedding, have this idea of everything I wanted. And then I said persona clear. Now, if you have any more questions about this, please reach out to me and I can direct you to Teresa Walker, someone from the paradox process, because that's this is work that I do on my mental health on my own. So it's not something that I personally would am, am, am responsible or like know enough about to like say this to you right now for you to tr- attempt it. But that was so imperative. From there, I wanted to do a couple last minute checks. I had been checking my email more than I've ever checked it in my life because I had so many things coming through there for the wedding. So I looked at it the day of. I had like three random emails that I responded to. Um, one of them was to my mentor, uh, a couple from the church and they were coming to the wedding and they're also our state farm agent for our home and I was like did this go through blah 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 and he emailed me back and he was like you should be focused on getting married like what are you doing (laughs) and but I I did that I did um Instagram and TikTok scrolling for like 15 minutes that was it then I got up out of bed and and I did a yoga stretch for 15 minutes and then I did another meditation for 15 minutes so 15 minutes for the paradox process, 15 minutes for um, Instagram, like social media, 15 minutes for um, stretching and um, meditation. And then 15 minutes I did for just checking random emails and making sure that everything was like smooth riding. So then the day came and I woke up and I wanted to feel regular. So I looked across Um, I went into the kitchen area and out the window there is the Excelsior building. So I looked at it and I was like, you know, I'm getting married today. How exciting. I made myself a cup of coffee. No one was up yet. Um, I started to wash some of the dishes and kind of clean up from the night before. And not because I felt like I had to because my parents like own the place. But I did it because it made me feel like it was just a normal day. It's something that I normally do in the morning. I make my coffee. I usually clean the dishes. I like clean up around the kitchen area. It's a very normal thing for me. So I did all that to feel good. I chatted with one of my oldest friends, Mandy, in the kitchen as everyone started to kind of wake up. And then I put on a cute little outfit and we headed next door and we got ready in um, the bridal suite and you know, I was doing my hair, my makeup, and I made sure that I was drinking. I had coffee, good coffee. I drank um, water. We opened champagne. I definitely drank some champagne. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I had all my essentials. I had like a CBD um, immunity boost essential that I had. I had a peppermint halo one from Sage in case I had a headache or anyone had a headache. And then I had a stress release one from Sage, all ball rollers so I could stay like really calm and grounded. I didn't wear perfume on my wedding day. I love so many perfumes. Um, Joe Malone's one of my favorites, but I, I did that because I figured if anything, I could smell some essential oil if I was getting nervous at any time. So that's what I did. I also put it, um, in a hanky. That was my grandmother's hanky that I had wrapped around my bouquet. And, um, everyone else told me to use lavender because lavender is really calming, obviously. Um, but, I used just scents that I already knew and I knew well. And our my peonies, they smelled so good. So I leaned into my peonies a lot of times too and just like s- smelled them. Um, I definitely, th- that's what got me. So like I went, I ate breakfast. I was like, I had two rounds of breakfast. We had avocado toast. Like I wanted to make sure I had plenty of food in my system because I was drinking 
But I also wanted to make sure I had a lot of water because if you have too much coffee, you get the jitters, like all these things. So I did all of, all of the above. I had my beautiful kimono kimonos, which you know I talk about all the time. They had such a wonderful partnership with me for my special day. And you can always use the code Anastasia, A-H-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A, for 10% off on their website. I mean, these kimonos are so luxurious. I got us really plush, soft um, slippers for us to wear because I wanted to feel luxurious, grounded, and calm. Um, I'm a very naked human, so I had my underwear on, but I didn't have a bra on. You know, I didn't have any clothes underneath the robe. I wanted just to feel the luxurious silk against my skin and just enjoy. Um, and I changed, you know, very last minute. When my photographer and videographer came, I had gone um, above and beyond. They they did. I mean, they're rock stars. You have to look them up. Um, Andrew Holtz with Holtz Photography and then Kevin Clark. Um, both of them I met with Starbound back in the day, my very first year there. Um, and they both do so much more than that now. And, you know, it was really special and grounding to have people that I knew capturing such a wonderful day and and whatnot so when they got there um the flowers had just come in and when the florals came in and I saw my bouquet for the first time and it was literally everything I could have imagined and more it was like eight pounds of freaking beautiful blush peonies like clumped together with part of my dress that was like taken off from the alterations wrapped around the bottom of it I mean literally absolutely stunning those are all from petals with style stacia's a freaking genius and peonies actually in lancaster during peony season which is may june um may and then early june they probably already are out of season almost already um if the season's very tight but if you buy them then they are not expensive here in pennsylvania and they're beautiful beautiful flower um, and they smell amazing, even though they pre-cut them, you know, a couple days before your wedding. So all these, you know, those things were all really wonderful. They came in and they were just so stunning. And that was the first time, like, I kind of lost it. Like, the, it was the flowers that got me. And then um, Andrew and Kevin and Andrew's assistant came in and, you know, I just felt so good. And I got a little emotional. I So I feel like that's when I started to get a little bit more emotional. And then um, we decided to move upstairs to do my, um, to get me into my dress because it was just better lighting upstairs. So we had to pivot there. And that was incredible because I had, you know, we were all the way up on the third floor and it's really rustic and it just looked really neat for the video. Um, and everything which will be coming out soon right now currently all we have is the trailer out but that would that was like really amazing and having a moment alone with my mom um, having a first look with my dad and then a first look with my entire bridal party was all really fun because I didn't get to have one with Doug Um, we did a really traditional wedding so from there um, we did our first look with my dad and the boys rode over to the church in the trolley around, I think it was like 145 or 130-ish. And then the trolley came back and we didn't want to do a limo. This is why. So I love limos. I think limos are really cool. But um, if if we didn't have any transportation and if it would have rained or it would have been really hot, that would have sucked. Because then, you know, you have people dealing with sweaty armpits or like, you know, getting wet, you, you know, all these things. So why we did the trolley was because I felt like you could stand on the trolley 
Um, and it was classy. Like it was very Lancaster based. There were some really cute ones that looked more authentic to trolleys. Obviously it's a trolley on wheels. They looked a lot more authentic to trolleys, but I felt as though this was the best version of um, something classy. So we ended up going with the black and white one. And I liked it because on the inside, it made a big U shape. So you could either stand or if you did sit, you weren't shoving into a little seat. This was all from, um, what was the limousine company? Unique Limousine. And that um, was the black trolley. I think it sits 22 to 24 people. Um, very, very cute. I'll be posting about that as well. Um, just probably will post about it sometime soon. And then that trolley took us over to the church, which was great because we could, once we pulled up to the church, which by the way, make sure you bring a water bottle with you because you never know the trolley's air conditioning for some reason, like wasn't working that great. And it felt like there was hot air blowing up my dress. And then people started to talk about it. And I was like, stop talking about it. Someone give me another sage roller and then someone started to fan me and then um, I started just chugging water because, you know, we were there for a little bit. I didn't want to sit in a basement somewhere before I had to come back out and then get ready. I wanted to like be there on the trolley, watch, you know, the last couple people going in. And then I wanted to come right out of the trolley and we started the ceremony right away. So much so that I feel like my brother, my grandma were going before I even walked into the church. Like the music was already playing. It was kind of exactly what I wanted because I felt grounded enough in the space. But like I wasn't stressing like when's the music going to start all these things. My dad started to freak out a little bit at that moment. Um, Not in a bad way. It's just like my maid of honor was there and she was like, you're good. You're okay. She was like grounding me. Then my dad and I were together and then they set us up. My dress was being fluffed. The doors were closed. Everything happened. And then we had a couple guests trickle in behind us. And my dad was like, there's guests behind us. And I was like, set off this error that I was like, they know what to do. Don't worry about them. It's just about us. And I like took a deep breath in. Everyone scattered out of the way that was behind us. I think it was only like three people. And then the doors opened and it started. And the wedding day was just everything I wanted it to be and more. I'm still so emotional about it. This is why I didn't get a chance to really um, do an episode. Because every time I tried, I started crying over and over again. Um, but it was just, it was everything I wanted it to be. Every detail, um, you'll see me post and tell tips and reasons why I did what I did all over my Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. Um, some of my TikToks are going very well with the wedding. So I'm going to just keep riding that train for giving wedding tips on there. But yeah, that day once it just went so well. And I'm so glad I didn't do a first look with Doug because like just having that moment, I can't wait to see our wedding video for that moment. Um, we had string, string quartet, which was beautiful. I had one of my girlfriends singing, which was stunning. Um, we used all classical music, so it felt really regal and not as much hymn music because I, even though I, there were moments obviously that were like the mass that needed hymns, but you know, Ave Maria, as far as anything that was played on the strings themselves, was the only thing that was really true to form um, for a Catholic mass. And, you know, the day just kept going so beautifully and so well. And I kept making sure I ate. That's like one of my biggest self-care things is like I ate and I ate and I ate. Literally, like people brought me stuff when we came back from the church and I was like, I want to eat. I didn't want to be the bride that didn't drink. I didn't want to be the bride that didn't eat the food. Every single thing that we had to eat, I had in my mouth at one point that night. Um, and I think that that's important. You spend so much time planning all this stuff and then 
you're so fixated or you're so stressed because you haven't eaten that you don't want to drink or you're nervous about did other people like that or you never tried that or how was it? So I wanted to make sure I had it all. Um, so that was really important to me too. And then that night we went out, you know, we had such a good time. I really wish that we would have been able to find a specific place that would have hosted us. Lancaster is just really hard to do an after party at unless someplace will stay open for you and you have a lot of money to pay for that. Um, we did end up at TELUS and most of the other places, the last call would have been at 1145. So by the time I got there, we would have only really been there for like 30, 40 minutes. So we did end up there and we closed the place down. Um, I got kicked off of every floor, not because I was messy, but because I was still on the floor as they were trying to clean it out <laughs> and clear us out. So that night was really fun. And then Doug came back to the Oyster House and we didn't have any of the bridal party there that night. So like the the place was our oyster and we were able to have a beautiful intimate wedding night and I loved every second of that and then I planned a brunch the next morning so we didn't we were trying to do a massive table but that honestly is so hard to coordinate to make sure everyone gets there on time so we did several parties of like six or eight and because we had those several parties of six or eight we were all at the same place which was shot and bottle which is right downtown anyone that was in an Airbnb or across the street at the Marriott could come and go out to breakfast there they have a boozy brunch if people still wanted to drink but they also have um, really good breakfast food. And then the market was right there. So being a Friday bride was so cool because it was first Friday, the night of my wedding. And then on Saturday, like it was popping downtown. So we already had these reservations. People that didn't have them and wanted to come were able to sit at the massive bar that's there um, without a reservation. And then I was able to hop around and do my rounds that day and talk to people. Doug also had friends stay in town a little later, which was great because from having friends stay in town, I think what was really cool is they had um, he had the opportunity to still hang with them and we I had time to still like hang out with them too but he also had time to hang out with them alone so he got to do that stuff and um, you know that day after I could tell he needed to decompress like there were so many times I would come back to the house and I was just running on this high so there were moments where I was like, you know what, I'm going to go over to this place and go say hi to these people without you or I'm going to go take a bubble bath or I'm going to do all these things. But once everyone was gone except for his friends and he had a day planned with them on Monday, I spent a day in bed until I think 4 p.m. and I just went over content. I went over all the shared albums, make sure all your friends, all your bridal parties, like any pictures they take, they give you a shared album because you can go through all this content. Whether you have a videographer or not, the candid content is also really wonderful to have, not only for social media, but just for your remembrance of the day. So I loved that that content was all available and I could go through all of it. Um, it, it was able to like pre-prep some reels that I wanted to post throughout the next week um, and just decompress and just live in my kimono, my kimono kimono. You can tell I love it. And just kind of like let it go because there's this bridal depression that happens um, post-bridal, postpartum bridal. I don't know, post-bridal part. I don't know how to even say that. But like post-wedding depression and I – I'd heard about this all the time because you plan all this stuff out, but I don't even feel like the day went fast because of the fact that I actually got a chance to enjoy every moment of it. And like one of the biggest things I did during the day of is anytime we left a room 
or a moment had passed, I turned back around before leaving that room specifically or that moment specifically and just took it all in one more time. So like after we left, you know, and then if there was a moment where things weren't going the way they were supposed to, instead of getting all pissed about it, which is my typical reactionary self, I just was like, okay, well, what can we do instead? I pivoted, you know, it took them three songs to introduce us for our first dance. We were upstairs and I looked back on the dining room that we were, you know, had just had an amazing dinner in and all these wonderful speeches took place and the florals were insanely gorgeous. And I just was like, you know, look how pretty it is. And, and I grabbed Doug and we just started dancing up there instead, you know, and, and had a moment up there instead of wasting 15 minutes of this beautiful day. Um, the photography moment that like we were supposed to take family photos wasn't really set up the way that I wanted it to be. And I didn't want to waste that much time because let's be honest, it's not, it's kind of a thing of the past. Like you don't really have those massive family photos like hung around your house anymore. But the groupings were were important. Like I knew that Doug's family wanted to have a specific photo with like them. I knew, you know, and all these different things. So having those photos for them, it was really important. And, you know, for certain ones with our family, like if they want a specific photo, I wanted the right people to be in it instead of just these massive photos. So not everyone was there. So we went backwards. I originally had the most people there and then we dwindled it down. So we, you know, that was like another moment where I just enjoy, you know, I said, it is what it is. Like I took it in and just let it be what it was. And there was a couple different things like that. Now I'm just excited to see, you know, our professional photos as they come in and see the, our wedding video and listen to the speeches again and all this stuff that I have like good quality content of. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm married. It's so exciting. I can't even get over it. I feel like I'm all over the place with this episode which is pretty typical for me, but there's a bunch of different things that I thought was just, it was just really important, you know, to take times and take moments to reflect, to take time and take moments to be present, to, to plan things out, but not over plan them. So I could still, um, be, be, uh, malleable and I could still pivot if I needed to and be flexible the day of. And, I mean, the biggest thing is, is just make sure as a bride, like actually have fun, drink your alcohol, drink a lot of water, but eat, eat the food. It is the best part. You know me. I talk about this all the time. I'm such a foodie. So if you're a bride, my biggest advice at the end of the day is make sure you have a good time and eat your food. <laughs> just eat. Um, you work too hard to not eat and get like the shakes the day of your wedding or, you know, be dehydrated if you don't have enough water or not even drink alcohol because you feel, you know, and enjoy it. You know what your limit is. And that's, and the last thing too is I have dreamed of this day for so long. Um, I've dreamed of it with Doug for so long, but I've dreamed of this day for so long. And um, I am so glad personally that I'm in a state in my life where mentally – I know how to get myself to the yoga place and like a grounded place and successfully. Like I'm so proud of myself that I was able to get there the day of my wedding. Um, 23-year-old me, 24-year-old me would have been way different than almost 34-year-old me getting married from decisions I made for the day to like just my energy in general. So I'm just really grateful for that. And this podcast has a lot to do with that. And the self-care tips that come out of my mouth or I look up or you guys ask for me to find. So 
you coming back each and every week and listening to me ramble and give out tips and have guests on this show just means so much to me. So thank you for that. Um, the pandemic itself had helped me realize that I needed to be more present and you need to slow down sometimes. So I'm so grateful that I had all those tools the day of my wedding and I am so excited for all the exciting stuff to come because I've just had my meeting with my media manager today and we're talking about all the new stuff that we want to do and all the exciting things we are ready to pitch and promote and get sponsorships with and partnerships with. So there is a lot to come here on the luxury of self-care. Do not think for a second that this is going away. Um, It is only going to continue to increase. So if this is a show that you love, please share it with a friend. Um, And if you are looking for wedding tips or you have a friend that's a bride, please let them know to follow me on Instagram and on TikTok because there is so, 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 so much content and information coming your way. Um, I will go from anything that anyone asks me to do plus all the ideas I do have. I am not even joking you. I have thousands upon thousands of videos and photos and footage of this day and preparations from pre-wedding and bachelorette and all this stuff. So there is so much information to come. Be sure to check all that out. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you haven't done so already, you know what I'm going to say, but give me that five-star rating and a review and pass me along to a friend. Have an amazing rest of your week. I am back. I am not going on a hiatus again at least anytime soon. But remember, you can always tune in for self-care tips on the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the Luxury of Self-Care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.